Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. Switch it over to our Twitter handle. My name is P. I'm joined by my great friend, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing really well, man. Um, as we talked off camera, other than shoveling snow for two hours last night uh, and not getting much sleep, I'm doing awesome. Uh, really super. I know the sentiment is at a low-ish, but I'm I'm more bullish now than I've been in a long time, and we can talk about that during the, the sentiment check, but overall doing really well, man. I'm excited for what's coming up. Me too. I'm likewise very bullish. Uh, as always, for folks who may be feeling less so, we'll talk about why in just a second. But first, a little bit of house cleaning. Today is Thursday, January 18th. This will be out on the 19th, episode 59 of Cornering the Market, coming to you every other week. This is our Substack. Also publish this content online, so check it out. If you prefer to read it, give us a follow on that. And give us a follow at the Twitter account at collectors underscore XYZ. Don't forget also to give Jared a follow at Jared underscore pause shown here on screen. He's founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. If you are looking for exposure to digital assets, digital art as part of your portfolio and the 8NAP art platform, which has a giveaway going on right now. So check that out. We'll talk about that release in a second. And here is me, Aston Cloud. Also have a premium group, Collector's Corner Premium, that's been growing steadily finding all the best opportunities early. So if you're a serious collector or an investor, reach out or actually check out my Twitter here to sign up. Reach out to me if you have any questions by email or DM. Okay, all of that now out of the way. Let's talk sentiment. I'm just going to hold this screen for the moment while we do chat about sentiment. I'm going to jump. Actually, go ahead, Jared. What, what's uh, what's your thoughts on the sentiment these days in the art markets? I, my sentiment is that the, the Bitcoin ETF didn't run the way people were hoping, right? Uh, I think sometimes the dynamics of the, the ETF and who's investing and the, the timeline for capital inflow uh, could be deceiving, not to mention the the fact that uh, there's some people rotating out of the the grayscale ETF and to, to others, and there's just a short rotation. And I think that that lack of just bullish price action is creating caution for some people. That being said, I go back to our core thesis, which is digital art is going to be here for a long time. The the provable scarcity on the blockchain, the verifiable authenticity on the blockchain, it all still exists. The core thesis around this is evident. And I still go back to when you have big money coming in to sweep up collections there is, you know, and it might represent a small portion of some of these entities' portfolios overall, but, you know, Alan Howard, who's an incredible investor, and others are are in this space and proactively buying. I think that this is a good space long-term. And if you believe in art and you believe in the blockchain, we're in a good spot. Does that mean it can't go down more? I, I, th- I honestly think things could go down a little bit more. But if you're in the market and you have some liquidity, I feel like we're approaching that max pain sentiment. I won't say moment, but just sentiment. And and that has me bullish. I, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, when people can't see the forest through the trees or see uh, any level of optimism because there's just negativity. 
that it to me is indicative of uh, a potential bottoming and turning point. And, and for that reason, I'm super bullish. Um, I won't get into yeah. all the details, but I, I really do think the long-term thesis is still intact. Yeah, totally agree. And obviously we're a little bit biased here, but if you take a long-term lens on this, then this is an opportunity, right? We'll talk about this in a second. People are selling really, really nice gen art, like top gen art, uh, I think by almost anyone's standards, uh, to go and rotate into PFPs or into meme coins, right? And I think that is fine, but there's a saying by Warren Buffett that the stock market it, or any market in the short term is a voting machine and in the long term, a weighing machine. And what that means is that eventually the money flows back and value flows back to those assets, companies, whatever, that are really solid. And looking around the art markets, as, as we've analyzed these for you know, coming up on like two years for, for you, um, almost to a year and, and three fourths for me. I'm just more confident ever that some of this art that we've been talking about that we've been focused on is fantastic. And I'm there's never been a doubt in my mind that art is a perfect use case for NFTs and blockchain. So uh, that innovation is not going anywhere. I think that we do need to prepare for potentially some bumpy days ahead. Uh, if Bitcoin does have one of its classic retracements, it's going to suck the liquidity out of everything. And there's already not been that much in art. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. Although if folks remember in the bear market, art actually held up better than most other things. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of see. Um, but I think that really what we're waiting for is an influx of new collectors who value art as culture, right? There's a lot of folks who clearly value PFPs as culture. There's a lot of folks who clearly want to make uh, a bunch of money quickly and they're chasing meme coins. Uh, that's all fine, right? But art has been culture for centuries and I don't think it's going to change here. And uh, for those reasons, my long-term thesis is intact, uh, although it is taking longer than I would have hoped. Though, you know, one thing I'll say, Jared, is we're not looking at this stuff in U.S. dollar prices, and most things are holding up quite well or even doing increasing in U.S. dollar value. Uh, it's more the ETH denomination that is making the sentiment feel the way it is. So let's talk about So it's funny you have this up. You brought that because I want to start doing this in the, the ETH recap, but you have it up on screen, the seven-day volume on nft price floor but it says the art market's aggregate market cap is 561,000 eth which turns out to be roughly 1.3 billion dollars in today's eth terms the traditional art market i just did a quick google search is about 68 billion so like it's for it's like 160th of the size and to me from a from a usd perspective and that just is indicative of we're still early right so you know i i'm I say that because uh, this is you know, going back to Lindy. This is historically a storage of value. We're just, I still believe we're early, and you know that that number and that ratio to me is indicative of um, just how early we really are. Right, right, and and uh, the fact that we got there in three years is is pretty it's pretty fast. So I think that trajectory will take us beyond the traditional art market, total market cap. But let's digress on the sentiment. Let's hop into the Ethereum GenR update. What have you been seeing out there in the market? So I'm going to add a couple of metrics, but there's 2,223 ETH in, in art seven-day volume. I thought that's a pretty cool metric to start baselining against with 4,332 sales. 
Um, you know, that's highlighted, in my opinion, by three Fidenzas. Um, there was an, um, an there was 12 memory sales, uh, of which nine were dumped into Weath, and a few came back on the market from flippers, but freaking incredible deals and amazing uh, smoke and fire. Some focals came uh, just incredible. If you're in the memories market, keep this proof that you just got to keep those wheat bids out there. Uh, 13 harvest sales. I saw a lot of momentum in max payments up to half ETH floor with the ongoing X copy burns. When's the Yawanawa back at it? You know, the floor going up 33 sales over the last seven days. And even the, you know, the velocity pass pumped a little bit on rumors of a, a season two. Um, and just highlight, you know, Bob Lucas had a, a couple beautiful Fontana sales earlier today. Um, got one of the a beautiful cascade, I think at 1.65. Uh, and then just one of the things I noticed, uh, if anybody's looking for deaf beef exposure, the Corona photograph, it had three, uh, three sales this week, but the floor is currently at 2.12. So, um, if you're looking to, to get some exposure there and looking to, to, you know, potentially be able to, to be a deaf beef collector, in my opinion, not financial advice, really good opportunity there. Absolutely. I think th this is kind of what I'm saying. Like, If you think Memories of Chilin is a top, let's call it 10, code-based generative art project, and you see some selling at, you know, floor plus pieces selling at literally half the floor into bids, to me, that should be an opportunity. That should be exciting. It is for me. Just don't have the liquidity, sadly. But there are some deals out there. Really, really great deals. Fantastic overview. I can't agree with you more. The only thing I might add, and I'm sorry if I missed this, Jared, but Love by Martin Grosser has been booming, um, largely driven by Seed Phrase buying these. He now has, I think, 35 collections, only 300 pieces, uh, but a really cool collection. So glad to see that. Check that one out if uh, folks are interested. I'm going to shift over to quick gen art recap on other chains. Um, the punchline is there's, there is not a ton going on here. We can see FX hash, uh, secondary seven day volumes are, are quite low here. Uh, the highest we have is dragons. And then we only have a Zanken collection before we get all the way down into a single digits in the seven days. So we're seeing one or two sales per week, essentially across these top collections, not too much going on there. On the Solana side, uh, really not a ton on the gen art side there, but I know that folks are planning to release there uh, and they're really gearing up. They don't have too many gen art collections there to begin with. And the Ordinal side uh, continues to move. There's a new platform called The Function, of which I am a curator. Super excited about that. Uh, but they will be releasing gen art. And uh, the, the gen art scene over there is thriving, but not a ton to report on right now. It has slowed down as uh, you know, really more of a reversion to the mean because it was hot for a while. So really not a ton going on yet. Um, we'll see what happens on the Tezos side. Uh, it does seem like a lot of the releases are, are now coming out on Ethereum, even though they're through FX hash. Um, here's a, a recent Lauren Bendar one, for example. So not clear to me yet if we're really going to see a lot of gen art on Tezos, uh, but uh, certainly Ordinals and Solana, it's coming and we'll keep you all updated on that. And we'll always keep you updated on Squiggles. What's going on with Squiggles in the last week? Squiggles is on a high, man, um, in the sense that uh, there's 332 ETH of seven-day volume versus 182 two weeks ago. Um, floor, floor price continues to just bleed out. 
it's now at 7.98 versus 8.39 a few weeks ago. You know, I had a, a call with a couple buddies and we talked squiggles. I, I just, it feels like a good time. And why do I say that? Because if you look at the what's sold as part of these 39 sales over the last seven days, dude, if you're in the market for a squiggle, again, it's a lot of money. I'm not uh, discounting it, but I mean, you have it up on screen, right? There's some beautiful ribs. One seller sold uh, a bunch of ribs that uh, you know have that darker ribbed color. So really unique opportunity there. Not a full harmonic, but definitely have a really cool presentation. I mean, there's a couple fuzzy sales, uh, one at 9.35 and one at 9.05. And then this is the one that blew my mind. Squiggle number 1222. It's a slinky. It's color spread six, and it sold for into a 9.1 weath bid. It's just, you know, color spread six slinky is just an absolute stunner. Uh, it, you know, for those not familiar with the, the, the slinky, it has a steps between a 50, which means it's a, it's, it tends to be more on the monochromatic side. So to get a low color spread slinky uh, and get more colors in there, just, just an absolute stunner. And the fact that it sold into, you know, 9.1 weave, man. I'm just so jealous, so jealous that that uh, somebody, congrats to the new owner on this piece. Uh, and so what does that all say? Lots of activity. People are still buying. There's a sweep of uh, a bunch of squiggles last week. People are still buying, man. Like I'm I'm, I'm still super bullish. This to me is a bet on art blocks. It's a bet on Snowfro and a bet on Gen Art. I mean, there's, there's no other art, maybe outside the Fidenza, in my opinion, that's representative of Generative art, such as the squiggle. So overall, uh, it was a good week. Floor keeps creeping out, but you know, I, I, I I'm still super bullish. If you can't tell, yeah, and I, I don't think people fully appreciate that the squiggle is not, you know, it's not so much that it's the first generative art project, but the squiggle is literally the first NFT project that popularized this idea of getting a random mint. Like that did not exist before he squiggles. This happens in every single PFP in many art collections. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I think perhaps that gets lost and, and that'll be recovered, but this is not just an art piece. This is a, a piece of blockchain NFT history. Yeah, and, and I you think... mentioned USD valuations, like this thing's hanging out around 20. Over the last six months, the floor has almost consistently bounced between 15 and 20K. So if you're, if you're denominating your, again, it's not all about finances, but if you're looking at something with a relative like low downside risk, I mean, it's 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 fairly stable, and and I'm confident in in the Chromie squiggle, not only in the short term but long term. Likewise, another one that actually you know on the surface may not seem great, but I'm quite impressed with is friendship bracelets. So I track this really as a broader index of what's happening in the generative art world, and and really it attracts liquidity quite well. So as you can see here. Last seven days, we've had 70 sales, about five Ether in volume. That compares to 182 sales and 21 ETH in volume the last time we checked, two weeks ago, uh, seven-day volume for that. So um, certainly down a bit or more reversion to the mean. This is more common. And the floor price is pretty much held up, 0.065 here. It was 0.068 before. So um, 
you know, what, what, what's encouraging to me about this one, there's only 3% of these listed. So that's extremely low, especially for a collection this large. And secondly, the fact that there is liquidity, that there are sales. I mean, people clearly are still interested in these. Uh, I think this is an even longer term play than squiggles, but I continue to have confidence in friendship bracelets as uh, effectively the token for art blocks and a, you know, also we don't talk about this too much, but it's actually great art. Like, I actually think it's really, really nice art with motion and an extremely well-done algorithm. And as time goes on, as we see more and more art pieces release, I continue to appreciate these older, long-form generative art collections that are just fantastic algorithms in the variety they bring and the visuals that they bring to each. So um, friendship bracelets, hanging out, good sign of the liquidity, uh, it, which is low, admittedly. And uh, yeah. Uh, really, um, nothing more to say to that. And let's let's hop over to the release recaps. And this will be a quick one, Jared. There's not like a ton to talk about in this, but I, I just wanted to give a shout out to Verse, Jamie Gorley, and the rest of the team there. Jamie's the founder, also a member of Collector's Corner Premium. Quick quick plug there for our community. Uh, but this, this collection here is Linea by Stuart Batchelor. Now, I was not familiar with Stuart prior to this collection, but I think it's really, really nice. They ended up selling out around, I want to say around $500 or so, maybe $600 in like the 0.3 ETH range. And man, they're, they're, some of these are really stunning. And uh, I particularly like this one here, Lemon 2Ds, but I just wanted to shout out to Verse for continuing to find and elevate really talented artists. It's, it's a really great place to find fantastic artists. Here we go, $650 was the mint price. And they even have one going on right now that I like this artist here, Yoshi Sewadelka, the flood. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, a, a pretty slow few weeks as folks, I think, are kind of waiting the market out to release. So not a ton to go into. Uh, do you have anything you want to say on this one, Jared? Or And if not, no worries. No, just kudos to the verse team as always. Uh, just killing it all over the place. Such, such great art. Really great art. I mean, just... I, they they are the best at this. I haven't seen anyone better at, at finding these artists, elevating them, giving them the platform and, and showcasing it to everybody. So so kudos to those. So um, really quickly, we'll get to that news story in a second. Uh, first one, first news story here is Terraforms. Terraforms have now gotten their upgrade. So this upgrade, we actually talked about it on our Terraform into the collection episode, still our most watched episode to date, Jared. Um, but Terraforms 2.0 upgrade with Antenna is now live. And, you know, we won't go into the nuances of this, but essentially some Terraforms, uh, if you choose to have your Terraform put up the antenna, you will get a broadcast from uh, whoever's sending the signal. I think it's the team right now. Uh, but this is really cool because it's really moving Terraforms towards being truly networked art. All right. So any Terraform that has the antenna is going to get the same image on it. And you could do all sorts of interesting things. For example, you could send a QR code to this for a release. You could send it to some antennas and not others. And I think it's also fantastic to highlight how this collection continues to upgrade itself. It, like a computer, it gets an upgrade. Now it's got this upgrade. New things are going to happen. Very cool project. I know this has been a long time in the works. So congrats to the holders. Full disclosure, I do not hold any. Uh, congrats to uh, 0x113d, the uh, founder of Terraforms, and the whole Math Castles team. Uh, really cool stuff here. Let's, let's hop on to the next story. And uh, this one I'm going to get your take on for sure, Jared. Sotheby's 
is having an auction. It is called Natively Digital, an Ordinal's curated sale, the first curated Ordinal sale they've done, 19 pieces on sale, mix of artists. We've got a couple of rare sats in there, uh, which uh, with, uh, we won't dive into that here. Um, join Collector's Corner Premium if you want to know more about that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, really fantastic to see them dig into this. And uh, right now, the leaders, I think you'll find this interesting, the two leading in terms of auction price are number four, Genesis Cat by far, who's the founder of Taproot Wizards, a community in PFP on Ordinals at $120,000. And then also De Lucrace, Benediction from Between Worlds at $65,000. And it's interesting to me and uh, sort of maybe poetic, I don't know if that's the right word, but Far is much more of a OG Ordinals artist. And it's great to see that an OG is getting the highest bid compared to someone who has recently ported over, uh, no knock on De Lucrace at all, but uh, you kind of shown what perhaps the market is valuing a, a native Ordinals artist above a more popular artist that came over from the East side. Yeah, I don't know the, the details on it, but I just wanted to say kudos to Sotheby's for leaning into all art. I think that we, you know, we're driving towards a world where we're blockchain agnostic and, you know, I think that there is something special the more I dig into it about uh, Bitcoin and the the permanence of it and, you know, storing amazing art on there. Is, I think that it's going to have uh, a lot of legs. So kudos to Sotheby's for being out uh, at the forefront of digital art and really trying to be an evangelist uh, in their own special way. I mean, obviously, they 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 will profit from this. You know, that's not a secret, but at the end of the day, like it's good exposure and it's good exposure for, for a lot of different art. So kudos yeah. to Sotheby's for this. I mean, I, I really, really respect what they're doing. A hundred percent. Michael Buhana is killing it. Sophia Duffy and other folks on the team there. And that's a great point, Jared. Like this is legitimizing the fact that we can have high value art on other chains. And uh, we'll see if that spills over beyond the ordinals chain, the Bitcoin chain, but um, really great for them to pioneer. And, and it helps legitimize that, uh, you know, see what you will about them. They're a leading institution in the traditional art world. Great art, great prices. Okay. First one I want to highlight, you might look at this and say, this doesn't look like great art. I totally understand. This is one though, that's very interesting. A line draw by... Elman Mansimov, because these are literally the first text images ever created. It's a set of 2,700, so pretty big, sitting at a 0.12 ETH floor, which is below our $500 threshold. And I think really uh, uh, the chance to own a piece of history. Uh, and uh, full disclosure, I do own some, uh, as says Jared, but uh, this is one that I just think is worth highlighting. And it is a thin floor, very thin floor. Have any thoughts on this one, Jared? I love it, bag biased, um, but I think that I love it in the sense of the historical nature of it. I think as AI continues to, that narrative continues to grow and mature, you know, this is a representative of a, a piece of time. You know, I think when you look at the Lost Robbies, you know, a lot of people are like, why would you pay so much for it? It's a, it's a place in time that was captured. Uh, and, you know, I really do believe in this project long-term, you know, there's the floors, the listings are super low, the floor is super thin, but more than that, like you're starting to see people collect around, you know, all the different um, themes. And I just, I think that there's a, there's a lot here. I've even seen a couple of people taking like the prompt and feeding it into new AI models and getting a little bit clearer picture. So 
I think it, it serves as a baseline to have a, a lot of really cool discussions in the future. So I'm super optimistic about this uh, and, you know, have oriented my bags accordingly. Yeah. And, uh, this is certainly a, something that will probably come to fruition over a longer time frame. Uh, and speaking of art as culture, like if you believe text to image is going to be a part of culture, I think anyone who's used Midjourney probably believes that. You can trace it all back to here. Literally, the academic research article that popularized this. Um, so these are verifiably the first images ever created by a prompt. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll throw it over to you for the next great art, great prices, Jared. Yeah, the this one is an oldie but a goodie. And full disclosure, I own one of these in my personal wallet, but it is uh, plasticity by. You know, when you put a four in the name, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'll call it Pasta Boy, Pasto Boy. And I think that uh, this is was released in GM Dow. I, I think if you look, I'm a civil engineer by trade. I think this is, uh, you know, it, it's indicative of some sort of industrialized uh, theme. So to me, that has a, a resonance. I think that the execution on palettes is, is really well. And when I'm looking at it, not just from a rarity perspective, um, but there's some amazing pieces close to the floor. Is this going to be a top performer uh, long term? Who knows? But it's more about getting access to great art at great prices. Number one ninety three, right there in the upper right, I think is amazing. It reminds me of a, you know, almost like a Mondrian type approach. There's also number one sixty six, which is borderless. It's a rare trait, and then twenty nine. You know, that's a little bit above the great art at great prices, but that island trait is uh is super rare too. So. You know, if you are looking for it and you want some exposure uh, and you have some belief that GM Dow is going to have a long term, there's some potentially some early, early provenance here. But be remiss if I didn't point this out because it's just a, it, it, I keep going back to this when I go through my wallet. It's a it's a favorite of mine. And I think it's beautiful art. 100 percent. And as we were talking about before, generative art done really, really well. Great collectability, great traits, great variety. Uh, love it. Let's do some exciting upcoming drops. We got a boogie to get you out of here on time, Jared. But first, Centrifuge by William Upon. There is a draw for this, closes in five days, about $5,500, one of one of 35, completely new algorithm, and you get a physical with it. Uh, I think this one's going to be hot. I think it's going to be hard to get. And uh, the art is quite nice. Uh, I think this one will be quite popular. Uh, any quick thoughts on this one? Yeah, William's incredible. Just the the breadth of his creative genius uh, keeps proving out on every single drop, in my opinion. I, I'm enamored with it. Going to enter the raffle myself. It's just such an incredible drop. It's beautiful. Yeah, 100% agree. Another really fun drop coming up, Rope Ranisto, also part of Collector's Corner Premium, folks, is releasing a really interesting project. It's called Smile. It's 5,000 pieces post-photo AI, the genre that he created, on Solana, January 30th, 0.2 soul per piece. I think this will pretty much all be whitelisted. Uh, we've got some allocations for Collector's Corner Premium. I know you have some for 8NAP art as well. Creepy, interesting, different. I think the Solana art scenes, never seen anything like this. Really curious to see how it plays out. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm curious to see how it plays out too. Uh, the more I've looked through the outputs, the more I've actually enjoyed it, if that sounds a little bit like crazy, uh, I do enjoy it a lot. Um, I've grow, it's grown on me. And again, if you're an eight nap art pass holder, there's a, I just tweeted about it. There's a, uh, pre-mint 
to to get an allow list spot, which allows you three mints at 0.2 soul apiece. So in my opinion, low risk entry point. And if you're if you believe in rope, I mean potentially some really good upside here. I mean, the ones you have on screen right here almost looks like that beekeeper beard and then this like lizard thing. I, I just ah, oh, they're so was, creepy. <laughs> but like rope has a great does a great job of like familiarizing the the but creating some some oddities along the way it's just I, I really enjoy his work the more and more i've gotten to know the the, the breadth of his collection so right super and super it, cool and point two soul i mean you're talking at today's price is 20 bucks like this yeah. is a I, I think this is a good good value i completely agree and and look if it makes you feel uncomfortable and creepy that's the point his art makes you feel that's what he goes for uh and i think any reaction is a good reaction in art so uh, th this is one I'm really, really intrigued to see how it does there. We'll round it out with a couple artists to highlight. Uh, you want to kick it off, Jared? Yeah, the the first is Tyler Boswell. Um, he's an awesome person and, and uh, we'll call it an even better generative artist. He's the artist behind September, which is, you know, I would say a blue chip on FX hash. You know, this comes up, you know, I did a, I'm doing a new spaces, weekly spaces every Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern under the 8Net brand. And the first uh, guest was Lamond, and he has an amazing September's collection. So it's just always top of mind. I think this is one of the most beautifully executed uh, collections that Tyler did. And then, you know, his recent collection on FX Hash, when he did FX Hash 2.0, um, nowhere, nowhere else. else. It, it just, I minted a couple of those, full disclosure. Uh, but they, they're, there's beautiful work. And again, I think this is one that could thrive in a larger format rather than uh, the small on-screen stuff. But just, and, and that one in particular, I think is incredible. I mean, you're looking at a floor of 0.045 ETH right now. I mean, if you believe in Tyler and you believe in someone's project, there's just a great, again, great art uh, and an amazing person behind it. So kudos to Tyler. Absolutely. And I'll round it out with another artist I feel very similarly about, Matthias Isakin. Matthias has the Artbox created project Gumbo as well as one of my favorites, Factura. Uh, and uh, again, just really, really good generative art done well, done in really the the right way, I would say, using primitives to create variety, um, having interesting visual outputs. I mean, the fact that these are done by code is still pretty stunning to me. And so, uh, you know, another just fantastic artist that I think sometimes doesn't get enough attention uh but one that i'm happy to highlight because he has fantastic works and full disclosure i do own factura do not own any gumbo uh but just love him as an artist i hope he he continues to come out with some great work and that's our show for today folks any parting words jared just oh. uh the art pass will close down by the end of the month at which point i'm going to announce the artist so please feel free to to inquire if you like Otherwise, thank you. Perfect. And everybody give Jared a follow. Give me a follow. Reach out if you're interested in Collector's Corner Premium or 8NAP. As Jared mentioned, only a couple more days to get your 8NAP art pass if you're interested. And we will be back in a couple of weeks to give you some more updates. Hope you all are well. And we will see you then.
Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.